Managing your 401k is hard. Bloom isn't. See what you could be doing to make your 401k better by getting a free analysis at bloom401k.com slash fool. That's bloom. That's with three O's. That's right. B-L-O-O-O-M-401k.com slash fool. It's the Rule Breaker Investing Podcast with Motley Fool co-founder David Gardner. And welcome back to Rule Breaker Investing. It's been a delightful month already. I mean, it's always fun when spring arrives, even though in the Washington, D.C. area, anyway, over the last couple of days, it's been winter, not spring. But it's always fun when spring arrives. And it's been fun on this show. Last week was a true highlight for me, a treat. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did having my brother Tom in and our Longtime Motley Fool producer and friend Matt Greer going over some of the clips from our radio past. That was Blast from the Radio Past Volume One. And the week before that, to kick off April, it was time to talk about company culture, something we do a couple times a year on this show. It was Company Culture Tips Volume Four What's Your Motley? What's your motley? I hope that you, you have one. Uh, but we can keep it rhetorical for now. And if you're a new listener wondering what the heck I'm talking about, just go ahead. Click back through a couple of podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and listen again to What's Your Motley? And now, I think it was as Monty Python once said, and now for something completely different. This week, I'm going to be picking some stocks, something I do every couple months on this podcast. Not only that, but we're going to start by reviewing picks that I made one year ago this week. So that is the main meat of this week's podcast. But before we get into it, I just wanted to talk a little bit about what we're doing at Rule Breaker Investing. You may have noticed that I said last week was Blast from the Radio Pass Volume 1, and the week before, Company Culture Tips Volume 4. As a longtime fan and as a little kid watching Saturday Night Live back in the day, a longtime fan of the show, I remember that there were series where they would bring back a character from one week to the next. I remember Father Guido Sarducci way back in the day. Uh, More recently, but still quite a long time ago, Dana Carvey being the church lady. So, if you're a Saturday Night Live fan, you know what I'm talking about. You get to know a character, you get to know, and it becomes a series and it recurs. And that's really the fabric of this podcast. I've kind of built on the foundational, on the bones of how Saturday Night Live rolls. So, in fact, this five-stock sampler is one of our series. I was counting them up, because I like to do this. I like to tag things and then score things. So, it turns out we have 15 active series on this podcast. And As I sit by myself, usually with a cup of coffee a day or two before this podcast each week, and think about, what do I want to do this week? I usually rely on my series that I've built up with you, and your help, my listeners, over the course of time, what do we want to do? And so, you probably will recognize some of our other series. Blast from the Radio Pass from last week, that'll be a new series we do a few times a year. Can't wait for the next one. But the Market Cap Game Show with Matt Argusinger, that's one that recurs. My Pet Peeves, another series I go back to not too often, maybe once a year. That one would be too self-indulgent. But we've got campfire stories, mental tips and tricks and life hacks. If you think about my external interviews, for example, speaking with Steven Pinker last month, 
that itself is a nice long list of people that I've had externally to interview. That's another series. So I'm just equating you with how we think about this show. And if you do a podcast yourself, you might already have one or you might be thinking about doing it one day. I recommend this to you as a way of structuring it. Think about what you want to recur. The actual material in each of the components of a series, of course, changes. I'll be picking five different stocks this time. But I hope you enjoy and get acquainted with and familiar with, and maybe even look forward to some of these as they come back, as I once did, awaiting the next appearance of Father Guido Sarducci or the Church Lady. So, what about this series then, my five stock samplers? Well, I'll be picking five stocks today, and this will be the 14th time I've done that on this show. So, we haven't called them volumes one to 13 up until now, but I think I'm going to start at least thinking of it that way, whether or not we call it. So, I want you to realize this is something that I've done now. 13 previous times. And part of this series is that I go back and review a year, two, three years later the stocks that I picked in the past. So, why do we do this? Well, first of all, I want you to know that everything that I do on this show when I'm picking stocks and talking stocks is kind of a sample of the services that I run at The Motley Fool. Motley Fool Stock Advisor, Motley Fool Rule Breakers are two kind of entry level services. I know a lot of you are subscribed to them. All of the stocks that I talk about are pretty much my picks from those two services. And when you take those two services together and you make them into one big service at a higher price point with more features, more real money portfolio missions, we call them, that's Motley Fool Supernova. So that's the structure, if you can picture it in your head. It's kind of a triangle with Motley Fool Supernova at the top and then connecting down to those two services that are feeding Supernova rule breakers and stock advisors. So what I'm doing with this series is I'm giving you a sample of the roughly 220 stocks that I have picked that remain active recommendations in those services, a huge body of work that I and my teams have built up over the course of more than a decade now. But I'm giving you kind of five here and five there every few months, and that's how this series works. Now, I want to say a couple more things before reviewing the stocks from last year. One thing I want to say is that I like to pick stocks, and it would be easy for me just to do it within those services and not kind of stick my neck out here on this podcast and repick and make new picks and be scoring myself separately. But I think it's all part of always staying outside of your comfort zone. If you remember my interview with Anders Ericsson, the author of the book Peak, which was conducted last October, highly recommend that to you. You'll know that one of the best ways to make sure you're always growing is to never relax, never get too comfortable. Um, always be pushing yourself a little bit more. And of course, with this series, it's a game. I've kind of gamified it. I talk about the stocks, but then we score them. And a year later, we see how the scores are and how we're doing, and we learn from that. So that's a really important part of the purpose of this series. And so anytime that you are picking stocks yourself, you're you're doing the same thing. You're having to decide. And then I hope you're scoring it and seeing how you're doing it. I hope you're winning. And even when you lose, I hope that you're learning from these lessons from our winners and our losers, and you're growing and improving as an investor. That, that is breaking the rules in a world in which most people are not even thinking about stocks or the stock market. They're content just to kind of mail it in with the index fund, as I've often talked about in the past. But the premise of Rule Breaker Investing is that you and I together can beat the indices. We can beat the market average. And indeed, to brag briefly here at the start of this podcast, I'm happy to say with every past entrant in this series, every time I picked five stocks and reviewed them a year or more later, we are literally winning every single 
time. Our little five-stock portfolios have always been beating the market. I'm not this good. I don't ever expect... None of us should expect to be that consistently right. We're going to see this week whether I could keep the streak going with stocks picked last April. But I want you to know that this is such an important thing that it is worth the time that you and I put into to do this podcast together, to make our choices, pick the stocks, and grow our portfolios. I think it's going to reward you. I hope, like some of our long-time members at The Motley Fool, you'll find and discover that it rewards you way more than you would ever have thought. And The beauty of our approach to investing is we often buy and we don't very much sell, which means it's not a lot of hard work. We're not trading in and out. We're beating the market substantially by largely just making good choices on the front end and not worrying so much about closing the loop or selling anytime soon. Okay, all of that is preamble. Now let's move on. Five stocks picked this time last year. For each of these samplers, I have a theme, I have a title. And I surprised you. I had a little fun with it last year. I, in fact, listened to the podcast again as I drove into work this morning just to make sure that I was doing my homework. And as it turns out, my five stocks last year, I didn't have a theme that united them all together. However, there was a little secret at play that I let you know at the end of last year's podcast. And that is that the five company names, the ticker symbols, spelled out the first letter of each, spelled out the word. April, which seemed appropriate. And then my talented producer, Rick Engdahl, who tends to name every single one of these podcasts and writes the little helpful intro that you can read and see what we're doing from week to week. And Rick, I want to invite you on here for a cameo. Rick, you named this podcast a year ago, Five Stocks for April the Giraffe. At the time, I think you mentioned why it was April the Giraffe. I have to admit, a year later now, these stocks are still fresh in my mind, but I can't remember why. Why was this five stocks for April the Giraffe? You don't remember? <laughs> Doesn't everybody remember April the Giraffe? I, uh... <laughs> well, um, just to make sure that I was remembering correctly, I went to Google <laughs> and checked out. So, and this wasn't necessarily fresh on your mind one year later. Well, it is fresh on Google's mind, however, because ah. if you type in April the, the very first entrant to come up is Giraffe. April the Giraffe. Excellent. Who uh, was internet famous a year ago this time <laughs> because April the Giraffe was about to give birth to, uh, to a baby giraffe, and it was uh, being presented live on YouTube, and so the whole world was tuning in to see this, this new baby giraffe being born, and everybody was talking about April the Giraffe. So that's how we named the episode. And today, of course, is the birthday of Tajiri or Tahiri. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, um, which is the baby giraffe's name. So we're celebrating. So maybe this will be five stocks for Tajiri today. I don't know. I love it. These stocks are aging along with Tajiri. So that's April the draft. Rick, thank you. Maybe these uh, stocks should have been in Tajiri's uh, 529 plan. That would have been nice. We're about to find out. All right, so five stocks for April of the draft. They spell out A P R I L. Let's spend a minute or two going over each one and what's happened. So the first one was Axon Enterprise. Now, Axon Enterprise had, speaking of names and newness, Rick, Axon Enterprise had just changed its corporate name to that name the very month that we did this podcast a year ago. It used to be known as Taser. But Axon Enterprise, the same company that sells tasers and, and has innovated with the taser, changed its name to its other key product, which is its police body cams. And that's such an important trend. I was talking about that a year ago, how Axon Enterprise was, at the time, its main profit source, still is today, was the Taser. 
But as it builds out police body cams, um, not just here in the U.S., but globally, which is a lower margin, they don't make as much money off of it product, and they're sort of in development stage still, they're sort of losing money with that a year ago they were. And so, it was depressing the corporate results, but if you really thought about where the world was headed, and how this company was leading us there, you recognize beyond the the body cams themselves, the Axon body cams, the company has evidence.com, which is the website where up in the cloud, all of these videos from all these police departments are stored. And that is a subscription service that police departments buy. So, evidence.com, Axon, and Taser. The stock was at 23 when we did this podcast, and I picked it a year ago. It's now up to 43. So, it's been a tremendous year for Axon. The ticker symbol AAXN up 87%. Now, I should mention that the S&P 500 over the last year is up 14.5%. We'll round that up to 15% just to give Mr. Market his due. So, we're competing against a plus 15 with each of these picks. I'm going to foreshadow and let you know, dear listener, that this was the best of the five stocks. So, nothing did better than plus 87%. A tremendous year for Axon, and I'm really excited that it's in the Rule Breakers portfolio, and I hope it's in your portfolio, too. In fact, the name of this sampler, when I pick stocks a little later, is going to be something like, Five Stocks That I Own and You Should, Too. Now, I wish I did own Axon. I don't own all of my 220 picks, but I sure hope you listened a year ago. I know many of you do own Axon through Rule Breakers, and wow, what a great year it's been. And I really like this stock going forward. When I picked these stocks for April the Giraffe, unbeknownst to me at the time, a year ago, I did say these are for the next three-plus years. So, we'll be reviewing this list of stocks each of the next three years. Year one, awesome Axon. All right, stock number two picked a year ago. Hasn't done quite as well, in fact, foreshadowing again. Spoiler alert, this is the one stock that has underperformed the market. It's still up 9%, but Grupo Aeroportario del Pacifico, or PAC-PAC, is the ticker symbol. The company that is the leading operator of airports in Mexico. This company was at $100 a share a year ago. Is up to 109 today. So simple math, that's a 9% gain. And so against the S&P 500 of plus 15, that's a minus six. So this one's in the loss column. I don't have a lot to say about PAC other than this is a stock that we'll continue to recommend. It's a very hard business to compete with. They basically operate these airports with a contract with the government, and they get to run all the concessions, all of the different kind of mall within the airport. That's all part of this business. I like this stock a lot, and it's recovered pretty well since diving right after President Trump was elected and Mexico fell out of favor for a couple of months. But I, I think Mexico is a. If Mexico were a stock for the long term, I'm a buyer. And one way you can participate in Mexico's growth over the next couple of decades would be through a stock like Grupo. Aeroportario del Pacifico, again pronounced by somebody who took French in high school. All right, stock number three, ResMed. This is the company solving sleep apnea with its CPAP um, devices. And this is a company that really innovated and, and brought that technology to the world. So, for people who are having trouble sleeping with kind of clogged airways as they're sleeping, ResMed is their best friend. The stock a year ago at 69. Happy to say, it's up to, well, just before this podcast taped, it was at $99.91. So we'll round that one to 100, 69 to 100. That's a 
45% gain. Not bad in a world where so many people are told it would just be lucky to pick stocks that would beat the stock market. This one has done it and done it handily. So, up 45% over the last year versus the market's return of 15%. That's a plus 30. So, if you're scoring with me, the first one was a plus 72, then a minus 6, then a plus 30. We're solidly in the win column. And let's go to the I stock from our April stocks a year ago. That's one of my favorite companies, a stock that I own and have held for more than a decade now. And that would be Intuitive Surgical, the maker of the Da Vinci robot, the surgical robot. Really, it's sort of a misnomer when you say surgical robot. A lot of people picture something that's moving around and performing surgery on people. And if you remember some of the scary images from, let's say, Logan's Run, if you remember what happened to Farrah Fawcett Majors in that movie, you have bad feelings when sometimes you think about surgical robots. But no, this is actually kind of a four-armed machine that sits over patients, and the doctor will be sitting off to the side with his or her hands in gloves that are manipulating the arms of the Da Vinci surgical robot. Turns out, you don't even have to be in the same room as the patient. You could be in another city and be an expert and operating minimally invasively on patients. And whether we're talking about a prostatectomy, the removal of prostate for prostate cancer, or hysterectomies, colorectal cancer, increasingly, the Da Vinci surgical robot is the answer, especially for patients who want to walk off the hospital bed faster than they would have in the past when they got cut into by human hands. So, this minimally invasive surgery, if it sounds attractive to you, it does to me as well. And that's part of the growth story behind this worldwide leader in robotic-assisted surgery. I love Intuitive Surgical, and I sure do love the stock price. Now, we first picked it at Rule Breakers almost 15 years ago at $44 a share, and I was putting that number out last year when I did the podcast for April the Giraffe, and I was Intuitive Surgical, and it had gone from 44 to 794 since we'd held it for a decade plus. Well, the numbers have all changed a little bit, because in October of last year, just a few months ago, the company did a three-for-one stock split. So, all of the numbers changed a little bit, but now adjusting for that, technically, a year ago, I picked this stock then at $269 a share for you in this podcast. And today, I'm happy to say it's up to 422 So, with the market up 15%, Intuitive Surgical is up 57%, which gives us a big fat plus 42 in the win column, juicing our numbers and making, was it Tajira, Rick? Tajira? Even happier as these stocks grow up with that little baby giraffe. They're the same age. And I think we do grow from a percentage standpoint, most of all in our first year, if you think about as babies, progress from zero to one. And we're seeing some huge growth from these stocks in their first year, picked for April a year ago. And that leads us to our L stock, and L is Live Nation. This is the company that was formed by a merger of Live Nation, the concert venue and rock star promoting business that it is. Uh, so many musicians today, of course, make most of their money on tours since the sale of CDs, you might have noticed, has dropped off a cliff in recent years. Uh, but Live Nation then bought and merged with Ticketmaster. So, this is the company that sells you the tickets to come into its venues to watch the entertainment that it's promoting. It's a tremendously powerful model. I don't see any real competition for this company. And actually, thinking backwards through the five stocks, 
for April the Giraffe, think about the companies and how little competition or how dominant they are within their industries. Whether you're Axon Enterprise, I really can't think of an alternative to Taser or Police Body Cams. There are some small competitors out there, but there's no Pepsi that I see to Axon's Coca-Cola. And I would say the same thing for ResMed. I would say the same thing for Intuitive Surgical. Sure. For PAC, our Mexican airport operator as well, and for Live Nation. So, you're starting to look and see into the secrets of how I think about picking stocks and which businesses you and I want to own for years. Live Nation is a market beater over the last year. This time last year, it was at 31.5 as we did the show. Today, it's at 38.5. It's up 22%. I will never sneeze at that. That's good. I'll take that annualized every year if I could get it. Uh, against the market's 15%, because it's been a good year for the market, that's a plus 7. All right, I'm warming up my five next stocks to pick on this week's podcast. But before we do, you thought I was going to do an ad read. Nope, I'm going to do stats. I'm going to give you the numbers that we just covered. So, with Axon, Grupo, Aeroportario, Del Pacifico, ResMed, Intuitive Surgical, and Live Nation, if you top them up, they're beating the market by a combined 145 percentage points. Those in the industry call that alpha. For every percentage point that you've beaten the market, you've generated one point of alpha. There's a site that you may have seen some news stories from, Seeking Alpha, which is a popular news site these days. And that's what they mean when they say Seeking Alpha. You and I are Seeking Alpha on this show every week. And so, what we just generated was 145 combined points of alpha divided by the five stocks. Schoolboy math has me going. The average performer here, 145 divided by 5, that's 29. So, the average stock we picked for April the Giraffe and you a year ago is 29 percentage points ahead of the market after a single year. A great year for the market, plus 15. These stocks averaged plus 44. Something remarkable is happening with this podcast. I don't know what to say other than I honestly can't believe all of our five stock samplers for the last three years are all beating the market, most of them trouncing the market. You and I will certainly acknowledge the market has been strong, but the whole point of alpha isn't whether the market's up or down, it's how you're doing versus the market. And I am very proud to know that these five picks are going to be growing up with Tajiri in the coming years, and we're off to a great start. If anybody ever wants to interview me about these five stock samplers. You might be a journalist wondering, could people really pick stocks that do beat the market that consistently? I'll be the first to say, by the way, 100% is not a hit rate I will ever be able to maintain. But thinking back now over three years, that is a pretty remarkable record of consistency. But whether or not we're right 100% of the time, or 75%, or 50% of the time, what I really look at are the percentage points of alpha that we generate over and above the market. And that is a remarkable story. So, I hope you enjoy the series as much as I do. And now, it's time to pick some new stocks. It's time to get your retirement on track and fix your 401k with Bloom. That's Bloom with three O's. Sounds tough, huh? Your 401k? Well, it's not. In fact, using Bloom, it's only going to take you about five minutes. Go online to Bloom with three O's 401k.com slash fool and simply connect your existing 401k in a few easy steps and then sit back and relax while Bloom performs an unbiased analysis of the funds in your account and chooses the best mix to meet your goals while minimizing hidden investment fees. Getting your investments right doesn't have to be hard. 
painful or time-consuming for those especially who want to use funds, which is what populates most 401ks these days. Bloom researches, invests, manages, monitors, and grows your 401k while you, if you like, just relax. Bloom's pricing, $10 a month, regardless of your account size. So, with Bloom's free analysis, you can see the impact they can make on your 401k before you even pay. Bloom is so simple. In fact, the hardest part about this is remembering that there are three O's in Bloom. Go to bloom401k.com slash fool, enter the promo code fool for your first month free, and see the difference Bloom could make in your retirement. All right, let's queue it up. Five stocks I own that I think you should own too. And chances are, if you are a longtime Motley Fool member, you probably own, I would hope you own at least, let's say, two or three of these. I had the pleasure here in Washington, D.C. last week of emceeing an event at the National Building Museum for 500 Tar Heels. That's right, it was a University of North Carolina Chapel Hill alumni gathering and a celebration of the campaign that the school is endeavoring to run to raise literally billions of dollars for the University of North Carolina. But in front of that audience with my full cap on, I picked a few stocks and suggested that these would be good stocks for my fellow Tar Heels for the next three plus years. And so I'm pulling that list from that event to share with you this week. Yep, I own each of these stocks. And let's kick it off alphabetically, as I tend to do, unless we're trying to be cute and use an acrostic and name our series after a month. Nope, this one's going to go back to the traditional alphabetical order by company name. And the first one up is Activision Blizzard. ATVI is the ticker symbol. Activision Blizzard is, for me anyway, the worldwide leader. There's some good competition, Electronic Arts and others, in interactive entertainment. Now, the company is not as dominant in China as some very large Chinese companies, so you and I could debate who's the real worldwide leader. The good news is, with a stock like NetEase, which is a big Chinese video game maker and one of those conglomerates, we own that one too. So I like to think that we've got this industry cornered, but I love the future of interactive entertainment, whether it's playing digital card games like Hearthstone, which I do almost every day, even though it's in its fourth or fifth year. I love Hearthstone, to great games like Overwatch, which has been a huge hit and is the big eSport of choice with clubs these days. You might be following the Overwatch League, some of you. Uh, Cities in the US and abroad paying tens of millions of dollars to have the rights to to have a team that's competing in Overwatch. So, eSports is a big part of Activision Blizzard. StarCraft, Warcraft, World of Warcraft, the list goes on of this company's properties. Love Activision Blizzard. Bobby Kotick, the CEO, I've talked about him before on this show. He's a brilliant asset allocator. He's not even a video gamer. Kotick isn't. But he he also, by the way, had a cameo appearance in one of my favorite films, Moneyball, when Bill James's great story and Michael Lewis's nonfiction book was turned into a movie with Brad Pitt. You'll see Bobby Kotick playing the owner of the Oakland A's in an early scene in that movie. Little trivia tip for Activision Blizzard fans. Anyway, ATVI is stock number one. Stock number two, alphabetically, pun intended, is Alphabet. Alphabet, of course, often known as Google with lots of other stuff attached. The ticker symbol is even just still G-O-O-G. Uh, I had a good exchange with my friend Scott Phillips, who helps run Motley Fool Australia, and he was taking me to task by email in a fun way for organizing alphabetically by ticker. And Scott said, and quite rightly, I agree, Scott, he said, aren't we much more about the companies themselves and the businesses 
tickers are more for trader talk and people who don't necessarily think about the businesses often, but the tickers more. And I agree with you, Scott. So I'm going to order this one by company name, and I expect to continue that going forward. And I know if I screw up, well, first of all, I'll try to blame Rick Engdahl because he's my filter, he's my whipping boy, he's my producer. I would immediately try to blame Rick. But if he didn't accept the blame or people started realizing my game here, then you could hold me accountable, Scott, and say, hey, Dave, you screwed that up. Make sure you keep these company names ordered alphabetically. So, thank you, Scott. And yes, thank you, Alphabet, for being such an amazing company. A company, as I said to my gathered Tar Heels last week, a lot of us associate naturally Alphabet with Google today and search, but 20 years from now, our kids, our kids will think about Google as the AI company. The artificial intelligence company is artificial intelligence, as Kevin Kelly said on this show a month or two back, begins to become a ubiquitous thing around us. You know how Wi-Fi is kind of ubiquitous these days, and 30 years ago, nobody knew what Wi-Fi was. Well, 30 years from now, Kevin Kelly says, I agree with him, AI will be all around us like Wi-Fi, and people will wonder what the world was like before that. And that's the future we're moving into, and Alphabet is the leader. All right, speeding up my pace here, stock number three. Let's go back to the well. So, April last year, what was the I? Quick quiz at home. That's right, it was Intuitive Surgical. I own the company. And in front of my gathered fellow heels last week, I put Intuitive Surgical on this list as well. So, I present it for you again today. It reminds us to continue to add to our winners. It was a winner a year ago. It had a three for one stock split, something that I don't personally care about. I don't think we should spend a lot of time talking about stock splits. I realize some people think they're exciting or are confused by them. I'll just point out that Intuitive Surgical, which has split a few times over our nearly 15 years of acquaintance, I like that stock just as much today over the next 15 years as I did 15 years ago. And in fact, Intuitive Surgical is more clearly in the lead with more resources today than it was 15 years ago. This is a company that spends about $250 million a year just on R&D, inventing the future. A lot of upstart competitors would dream of having that as their revenues, or even more, their profits. Well, Intuitive Surgical is spending that much just on R&D. Love the company, and I look forward to an increasingly minimally invasive future. All right, stock number four, we're down to the M's, Match Group. Match.com, a lot of older people my age in our 50s or so, we kind of grew up with that over the last 10 or 20 years. To me, that's almost like the LinkedIn, but for dating. That's kind of the more corporate professional world site, but many other people know and use Tinder, which is maybe for a younger generation. I'm sure it's used by people of all ages. Never by me as a happily married man, but Tinder. If you've ever heard of Tinder or you like Tinder, guess what? You could be a share owner in the company that owns Tinder. And beyond just Match.com and Tinder, Match Group has 30, 35, 40 other sites appealing to many different types of people, helping them find other people that they might fall in love with, maybe get married one day. And this is something that sounded bizarre 25 years ago, and yet meeting other people online and forming long-term relationships is increasingly in the top three of how we as humans interact with each other. Match Group is the out-and-out leader. Love the company. That's stock number four. And finally, well, at my speech last week, my joke was the U stock. I went down to the letter U, and it was University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, we hope you'll give money. And that was the that was the joke. So I don't think that's appropriate for this five stock sampler. I think I do need to present a fifth and final stock. So let's go with let's go to Z and let's go with Zillow. 
Zillow and Zillow Group. You know, Zillow has about 150 million people who click in on a monthly basis. They're looking at listings of their house, of other houses in their neighborhood, or places that they might want to move, or just clicking around and looking at celebs' dream houses. All of these things can happen on Zillow, but increasingly, the company is clearly the leader and is the friend of realtors. And last week, the company announced it's going to start buying homes itself. So you might end up selling your house over Zillow to Zillow. It was a move that was met with some consternation. The stock actually dropped 5% that day. But whether or not the I buyer approach, little i, capital B, I buyer, camel case approach works for Zillow, which I think it probably will. I think they're very smart. This is the clear leader as we talk about finding properties online, which is a big, robust market and will be for years to come. So, let's close it out with my fifth stock then, Zillow. And there you have it. The 14th five-stock sampler we've done here on Rule Breaker Investing. I hope and trust that these stocks will perform over the following three years. I never insist that they do well in one year, and I'll be astonished if we can beat the market once again here, because I am way overrated at this point. But they're great companies. It'll be fun. And I own these stocks. And as I said, to kick it off, I hope you own them, too. I think you should. All right, next week, well, it's Rule Breaker Investing Mailbag. That's right, it's that time of the month, and I would love to hear from you. RBI at fool.com is our email address. You can also just tweet us out at RBI Podcast on Twitter. Two final bookkeeping notes. First, I'm going to remind you again all of our work, this work, and far more than you're hearing this podcast is right there for subscribers of Motley Fool Stock Advisor and Motley Fool Rule Breakers. If you're not already a member, I would suggest you start with Motley Fool Stock Advisor as your first service at the Motley Fool. Uh, and then I hope you'll go on to subscribe to Rule Breakers and become a rule breaker with me and so many of your fellow listeners. And second, we do love to hear your reviews. So, in addition to clicking on and subscribing to this podcast, which I hope you've already done, whatever service you're using to do it, I hope you'll go on to that service and give us a review. Throw me some stars. Let us know how we're doing. Like, are we making good decisions? Should we be naming, for example, podcasts after giraffe celebrities on YouTube? These are the questions that we wonder. We want to hear back from you. So, I look forward to your mailbag next week. In the meantime, fool on. As always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. And The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Learn more about Rule Breaker Investing at rbi.fool.com. 